Welcome to the Cap Region YP Insights Plus Resources for Young Professionals in the 518. Our podcast is presented by the Capital District Transportation Authority, CDTA. Hello, everybody. This is Michaela Lansing with Six Marketing. And today I have Graham Healy with the Mental Health Association in New York. Graham, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Kayla. Yeah, of course. So do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and the field that you're in? Yeah, that's yeah. We can start there. Um, so, uh, like you said, my name is Graham Healy. Uh, I am the community program manager for the Mental Health Association in New York State, which is a mouthful. So we typically refer to ourselves as Mahaney's, make it easier for people. Um, I've been in the nonprofit field now for just about ten years, uh, working in in either mental health or in youth development with like at risk teens. Uh, but lately, since uh, two thousand nineteen, I've been with Mahaney's, and I've been focusing on things like community mental health promotion, where I work with North County level affiliates across the state and, and the projects that they're doing, as well as overseeing a voter empowerment project uh, here in the capital region, where our main focus is to educate and empower people with lived experiences on their right to vote, uh, and hopefully get them out there to utilize that right. Uh, and I also do uh, various trainings around mental health and wellness to help increase mental health literacy here in the capital region and, and across the state. And that's really um, probably been a, one of my biggest focus, um, focuses or foci lately in the, the last few months. That's awesome. Is there a story behind why you're so passionate doing this work or kind of a story behind how you got into this field? Man, I, it's it's interesting because I think like a, probably a lot of people, um, and sometimes we're unwilling to admit, I at, at first fell into this, um, this field, um, not just nonprofits, but in mental health, where my wife, um, who was my girlfriend at the time, was working for a um, smaller organization in the mental health field. And it just looked really interesting. And I was looking for like a change out of like the retail area that I was currently in. And there was a, a part-time opening and I got in and I didn't realize like the amount of um, care and connection that went into working with people with lived experiences, people with mental illnesses, and seeing the, the progress and the recovery that comes along with it for these people who um, are living really great lives. Um, but the support that went into, you know, helping them and lifting them up and giving them support and since then, I've been in the nonprofit field in various capacities, and I don't think in any, in any time in the near future, um, I'd be leaving the nonprofit field because I just really love working with the community and feeling that community impact on a day-to-day -day and weekly basis. So I think I'm hooked right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I can, I can hear it in your voice just by the way that you're talking about it, that you're really passionate about what you're doing. So that's awesome that you're not only passionate about it, but get to do it every single day for your job. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've considered myself really fortunate. Um, you know, we talk about in some of our trainings, and, and one of the things I like to emphasize when I'm talking to people is trying to align their their mission with what they what they do, what they get paid to do. And I feel really, really lucky that that is pretty lined up for me, that I'm able to have that impact and work with the community and have that line up with like something that fulfills me as like a person. And I consider myself really grateful that that's possible for me right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So are you originally from the capital region? I am. Yeah, I was born and raised in Schenectady. Um, I, I love that place. I don't currently live there now. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised there. I lived there for a uh, couple decades, we'll, we'll say. Um, 
And then I actually had, uh, we actually moved out of the area for a while. Um, actually lived in, in Oregon for uh, several years. Um, and I had a, a brief stop over in Pittsburgh um, for a year while my wife got her uh, nursing degree. And so I've lived in, in a few places, but the capital region is, you know, where I was born and raised and, and where I'm currently raising my kids too. That's awesome. Was there a reason why you decided to come back to the capital region instead of staying in some of those other places that you were living? Yeah, I mean, there are multiple reasons. Uh, one is with um, kids, it's really great to have that connection to being able to show them what you had and what you mm -hmm. experienced when you were younger. And so both my wife and I are from this area. And so being able to like, not just share stories, but to show them and get them connected to the communities that we were raised in and that we were participating in and being able to foster that connection to them, you know, as the next generation. Um, and we also have a lot of family here. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, exploring new places is incredible. And I highly encourage everybody to kind of like bust out and, and do that at some point and, you know, broaden their horizons. But there is something really comforting being back to where you were familiar with and being in the capital region uh, is really incredible because it's such an incredibly like diverse uh, and densely populated area. Yeah. And I sometimes don't think when we growing up, I don't think I ever realized that, especially the, the dense part of like how many people live in the capital region. Yeah. Um, living out in, in other parts of the country and, and traveling, you realize like how sparsely populated certain parts are. Um, I lived in uh, Salem, Oregon, and it's like a, a town or a city of like 150,000 people. And it seems like a big number until you realize how spread out over how much area it is. Yeah. And if you gave that same amount of area and dropped it over like Albany or Schenectady or Troy, all of a sudden it's encompassing like tons of suburbs as well. Um, and you realize how, how many people live here. And with that comes so many cool opportunities and great people and, and mixes of people throughout the whole capital region. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm from the capital region too, and I actually have never left here. So I've always been here. And that's something that I think I didn't really realize either growing up. Um, I was just in my one little town and that's all I knew. And then as you get older, you start to kind of see like just how big the capital region actually is and how many people are here and how different it can be just going from one city to another. I mean, you drive 20 minutes and you're in a totally different area. It looks totally different. The people are totally different. So it's kind of a unique feature of the capital yeah. region. You're, you're absolutely correct. And, and I, I took that for granted growing up. Like I just assumed everywhere was as diverse and as um, unique or not as unique as, as like intriguing as where I grew up. Mm -hmm. I just didn't realize that that wasn't the case. You know, we are, there is really something special about like the capital region, um, you know, the tri-city area, however you want to refer to it, you know, it's, it's really unique. I don't, it's, it's hard to explain when I, you know, anytime I've like talked to people not from here and, and other parts of the country, it's been hard to kind of explain to them, for them to grasp truly like what this area is like, that how it, there's not just like three cities, but there's, it's yeah. all interconnected, completely yeah. connected. Yeah. It's cool that you, left also like you're from here and then you left and kind of got to see what another part of the U.S. looked like and another city looked like and were able to come back and say like the capital region is where I want to be you know so you yeah. didn't stay here forever you kind of got out and got to make that decision so that's a cool perspective as well yeah it's the best of both worlds I think exactly
So how do you like to spend your free time in the capital region? Um, you know, it varies. Uh, but really, I think one underlying ethos for me in my, my free time and leisure time or however you want to refer to it is just getting out and exploring um, where I live and connecting with the community. So it doesn't matter where I've lived. Um, my, my wife and I and, and myself, we've always really been it's been so important for us to connect with where we live, whether that's going out like on extended walks with our dog or just really getting out and just exploring our community on foot or driving around. Um, but I think it's really important to like get out and explore, you know, um, around here, it's so easy for us to, you know, drive 30 minutes um, and be going on a hike um, or find a bunch of new parks. There's so many parks around here, um, especially to take my kids to now when it's, there's not a, a lot of other things open for them, you know, so I found that really, um, really important. But I think the number one thing for me that I always do wherever I live, but especially here in the capital region, um, is just finding new places to eat. Before the pandemic hit, I loved going to like new restaurants or cafes or delis or whatever we could find. Um, and now we do, you know, a lot of to-go orders as well. But it's just so exciting to find, you know, those maybe those hidden gems or maybe they're not so hidden, but they were new to me um, yeah. that are out there. And it's just just feels good. It just feels good to go out there and try new food and try new restaurants, especially like the locally owned ones who, as we, we all know, they've been like hit hard during the last yeah. year. So being able to support them and just having, you know, really great delicious food at the same time is it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I found myself doing kind of the same thing this year. It's like, what do we do? All you can do is really go outside and get outside and find mm -hmm. new places to go that are outdoors. And then also, I've been finding myself trying to support local businesses more. So I've been eating out a lot and getting takeout a lot and things like yeah. that. So I, yeah. I definitely feel you on that one. And that's something that I really enjoy too, is kind of going all over the capital region and trying different places and getting recommendations from people. So that's very cool. Yeah, it's, it's funny. A year ago, if somebody said, hey, let's go drive 45 minutes to try out this new place to eat, I would have been like, I don't know if I want to spend an hour and a half in the car just to get dinner. Now I'm like, yeah, let's go. You yeah. know, so I think there's that aspect of it. You know, there are some positives where it's pushed me out of maybe my typical comfort zone to be like, no, like, we're going to go try something. It's going to be exciting. Like, that's the thing to do, you yeah. know, to get out there and to have that experience. And we usually combine it a lot too when the weather is nicer we'll pick up to go food and then go to a park or go somewhere and be outside so like do both of it you know we um, my wife and i we celebrated our last anniversary by getting food from a you know a restaurant that we really liked and then went out to like a park you know we're like let's do both let's just get out there and do all of this yeah so. exactly yeah and we have more time almost like most people are working at home or mm -hmm. working part-time at home part-time in the office so we just we have more time to go out and make that 45 minute drive to go yeah. drive something meat. Like what else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's gives that, I feel like that time too, it's like whoever you're going with, you get some good time in the car to have conversations and, and then you get good food. Like it's, it's something that I hadn't really thought as much about before, but now I, I think I'll integrate this as, as well in the future when things go more things open back up and we're able to get yeah. back inside more places. I think I'm still going to be doing this. So yeah. Absolutely. I 100% I agree. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Great. So Graham, what's a career skill that you think is important for our young professionals in today's workforce? There's lots, right? Because there's, there's so many things that somebody coming into the workforce or even with just a few years need, need to learn. But I think the thing that has 
proved the most successful for me and something that I think every young professional should focus on are their interpersonal skills. They're, they're so vital. And it's, it's not just because, you know, we all work in teams and we, you know, support one another, but because the better we are at like engaging with and communicating, um, the more we're going to learn, the better yeah. we're going to become at what we do. You know, it's just because we become not just better at our jobs, I think, but I think we become better people the more mm-hmm. we connect with people. And the more time and energy that we invest into building relationships with people is going to improve our work, but it's also going to improve ourselves. And so I think that's really, really important to understand um, and have young professionals, but really everybody, but especially young professionals focus on those interpersonal skills. Absolutely. I can get behind that. (laughs) So last question here. I know that you just gave a piece of advice, but is there any advice that you received when you were growing up from somebody else that you can share? Yeah. So I, I've shared this one multiple times. Um, It's something I learned at an early age, uh, but I think it, it applies for absolutely for young professionals. Um, and it's probably one of the best pieces of advice I've, I've ever learned. So when I first started um, working as a teenager, I worked at this pizza shop here in the capital region. And this owner, they had to let a cook go because it just, they weren't a good fit. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't turning things out in the amount of time that they needed. The food wasn't cooked to the, you know, the right standards. Uh, and the, the owner ended up turning to me and he said to me, and I'm paraphrasing, but he goes, never think that you know everything about something. He says, because the minute you do, you stop learning and you stop getting better. And he goes on to tell me that, uh, you know, he's talking about how his family's been, you know, making this food and, and these pizzas for decades, right? This is a, a shop that's been around for a while. And his family had other pizza shops that had been around for a really long time. And he said, we're successful because we've just never stopped learning. We've never thought that we've perfected what we do. And so that's really resonated with me. And I, I think it's a really great piece of advice um, because the moment we think we've perf- perfected something is the moment that we're going to get surpassed by somebody else. Yeah. Somebody else is going to get better at whatever we think we're great at doing. And all of a sudden, we're not as special as we think we are. And so if we continue to learn and continue to push ourselves, we're just going to continue to get better at what we're doing. And we're going to be open to those new opportunities that have come across our way. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really great piece of advice. And I thank you for sharing that with everyone because I think that it's super valuable and super important. And I know that at my organization, that's something that was um, kind of spoken about when I had first started there. They were like, we do trainings constantly. Every single week, everyone needs to do a new training and we're going to always be learning. And that's going to be at the forefront of what we do, because when you stop, then other people surpass you and people get better than you. So if you're continually learning and constantly finding these new things, then you're growing and it's professionally, but also personally. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, growth is key. I mean, always should always be focused on that growth and improving and, yeah. and go back to restaurants that I was talking about. Like you ever been to a restaurant and you see like to have some plaque or award that they were like awarded best in the capital region in like 1997. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's 2021. Like what, what's happened since? Like, I'm sure your food's yeah. still good, but like you were on the cutting edge before. So like what stopped us from like continuing to make those strides? Like, yeah, let's keep pushing ourselves and, and improving yeah. however we can. Absolutely. That's an awesome piece of advice. And I know that you said that's one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever got. So thank you for sharing that with everybody. Of course. Today.
And thank you for being with us today and sitting down with me. I think that everyone's going to learn a ton from this and from you. So thank you for that. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with YPN. Awesome. Well, thanks, Graham. We'll talk again soon. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Cap Region YP presented by the Capital District Transportation Authority, CDTA. The sponsors for the Young Professionals Network are Berkshire Bank, Ellis Medicine, TransFinder, UHY, and MVP. You can hear our community speaker segment on the first Wednesday of the month and our YP of the month segment on the third Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Capital Region YPN.